Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you joined us. Forgive me if I sound a little raspy or if I have to drink water. I know it's going to come as a huge surprise, but Sacramento has a lot of allergens out there right now, and I'm suffering from them. At any rate, I'm glad you guys joined me today. And, you know, I've been talking to some people, and it just amazes me how confused people might be about Jesus Christ and his saving power and what that was all about. And, and certainly this is not going to be a sermon. We're not going to spend the whole show. I've got a, a young friend on here with me who works out at the mission, who is <clears throat> who I have the deepest of respect for, and I he's got a lot of good things to say. He's been on our show before. However, I wanted to make this clear. So many people have an idea that Jesus came, he died on a cross, and he just he just forgives your sins, and that's all there is to it. Okay, first of all, it depends on what you pour into the meaning forgives our sins. Does he do that? Yes, indeed he does. But he paid for those sins, and that's a pivotal, and it is so crucial that you understand that you were condemned to death, period, all of humanity. And so— Christ, Jesus, the second member of the Holy Trinity of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, had to come live a perfectly righteous life and die. It wasn't that he just came, he died as an infant, okay, everybody's forgiven. No, he had to come live a life. He was tempted in all ways. That's how he can be our high priest because he empathizes with us in all ways, except he didn't stumble as we did. Okay, having said that, now when you come in faith and repentance to Christ, then your sins are not just wiped out, they're paid for. Propitiation is what we're talking about. And so you have Jesus Christ, the righteous one, the Son of God, and guess what? If your sins were forgiven, you'd still be in a bad way. He not only does that, but he imputes his righteousness to you. And so when the Father looks at us, he looks at us not with our unrighteousness, but with Christ's righteousness. Because And, and if you think that you're going to work your way into heaven, you better think again, because nobody has ever been able to do that. And then the other question that came up the other day is, no. And if you're a pastor out there and you disagree, I'm sorry, but you're never moving me off this one. You are never going to reach sinless perfection. And by the way, if you believe that and I just made you angry, you just sinned. So uh, you lost it. But at any rate, those those are some of the things we need to agree on, but there's many other things as... Mike and I were talking about that within the pale of orthodoxy, and that meaning that which we can come together and celebrate together are different. And we're not going to talk about those differences, 
But just to say that uh, it doesn't mean you have to believe exactly what I believe or exactly what Micah believes, but there are certain things that we have to agree on as believers in Christ. And Micah, that that would be something we can't violate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. one of those things is the deity of Christ. Mm-hmm. If you do not believe in the Trinity of God, then guess what? You are not in the pale of orthodoxy, and you are not a believer whether you think you are or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be mean. I just want you not to go to hell. And so, at any rate, I'd like to introduce Micah to you. Micah, uh, say something to the folks. Yeah, no, it's great to be here again. I'm excited to, to talk about the mission, what I've been doing there, um, and anything else that we talk about. <laughs> well, as you may or may not remember, Micah was hired part-time, temporary, uh, at the mission. But, you know, we had a need, and Micah continued to impress both myself and Eileen. He works for Eileen directly uh, with who he is, his character. And let me tell you something. You can teach anything, but character is something that isn't so easy to come by. Mm-hmm. And so he may not have known you know, the, the work that we did at first, but he had the character, the integrity, he was a lover of Christ, and so, uh, and we've watched Micah just blossom in all kinds of ways, even to the point that we have him teaching once in a while in our class with our, with our guys on the program, and he does a great job. And I'm not trying to flatter him; I'm the one that signs his paycheck. So, <laughs> but so Micah, uh, first of all, I know this is a little off topic, mm-hmm. but you're. In seminary, are you not? Yes, I am. Going to the Cornerstone Bible College and Seminary in Vallejo. Very good. And your dad's a pastor. Yes, he graduated from uh, Cornerstone in 2012. And he also works part-time at the mission. Yes, as a chaplain. Now, yeah. he is a pastor, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> in time that he did have available, uh, we asked him to come, and he is uh, part-time as a chaplain. And he's been great. And by the way, he said something, you may not even know this, but we were talking about expenses and stuff one day. And he said, well, if I have to, had to, I'll, I'll just volunteer my time. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that impressive? It's impressive because it, it illustrates the heart of a person who's got a servant's heart. Yeah. Not just what can I get out of this, but my primary thing is, what can I give? Yeah. I would never allow him to do that. <laughs> but still, it was, and it was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. There's no guile behind it, right? Yeah. So let me ask you something, brother. You and I have talked about this a lot of times. You didn't go to seminary to get a job to be a pastor, did you? No, I did not, no. What is your aim? Yeah, so when I first originally went, um, it was mainly because I wanted to be a better uh, disciple maker and, um, and just like helping guys my age uh, study the Bible together, go through books together, and just be more clear on Scripture so that when I have those one-on-one conversations, uh, I can you know, do it better because I know Scripture better. And so that was kind of originally my idea of why I went, and so I just took classes that I thought I would enjoy and would help, um, like, know how to study the Bible. and uh, But then after probably, like, three or four quarters, I realized 
um, that after after learning how to study the Bible, I, I, I realized I couldn't know how to study the Bible and not uh, give it to as many people as I, as I can. Right. And so I started getting opportunities in my church uh, to teach, and now I lead my youth group uh, at my church. And um, yeah, so it's like just having the... Um, the ability to take scripture and explain it clearly and then apply it to people's lives like that totally like changed the way I um, kind of viewed ministry and viewed uh, even my own personal Bible reading. Uh, so it's like, how can I like have this and not want to give it away? And so just to do it as much as I can and wherever God provides opportunity, um, I'm going to do it, you know, to his glory. And so There's a lot of uh, $10 words we could use to explain that, but mm-hmm. he just explained it the way it <laughs> needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to be prepared always yeah. to give an answer to everyone who asks the hope that mm-hmm. is within us, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't be prepared to do that unless you study it. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go to seminary yeah. to study the Bible, but that was your intent, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this may be a little bit, uh, but in the future, if God calls you, you're not objecting to no, yeah, that no. pastoral role yeah. if that were put upon you. Yeah. Do you have any other plan as far as how, what you want to do for work? Um, yeah. So uh, for like for the church, kind of as you were talking about, I'm kind of like waiting, like just you know serving where I'm asked to by my elder elders, um, and so um, just. Just serving there, and then letting them be the ones to decide, you know, if they want to ask me to serve more in different ways, and just like kind of submitting to them in however they want me to serve, and if that's to be a future elder in the long future, then you know, praise God. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in terms of work, um, I love like so many different aspects of the mission. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, I love the program guys. And uh, one thing in regard to my, what my dad said about him volunteering his time, I think um, if I can speak for him, one of the reasons I think he would definitely do that is because, like, as a pastor, you're usually, um, you know, shepherding people who are mm-hmm. Christians, um, and so it's different at the mission oh boy, where you ever. have these <laughs> super, uh, like, baby Christians almost, mm-hmm. where they're getting, they're learning and growing to such a faster pace than you're used to at a regular church. And so, like, he loves seeing that. He loves seeing the program guys grow to that that fast pace kind of, like, you you can actually see it, which is really cool. Um, and so I think that's such, and I, I love that, too, is to see that in the classroom and to see um, them grow and um, just love being fed the word. Uh, so, yeah, I totally understand what he means when he would just volunteer his time. Uh, no, I absolutely understand because one of the things is that he, you know, he has a, certain amount of people that he mm-hmm. is personally mm-hmm. uh, chaplain to. And, I mean, that's not to preclude other guys, but we have chaplains there that we're trying to assign, and then near the end of their program, they're going to rotate through all of them so that we get different eyes mm-hmm. on, right? Mm-hmm. And so having said that, in the church, you get people who have a problem who come to you or you go out on a visitation and they say something, but to— to pour in your life every day to somebody mm-hmm. is a whole different uh, game. Plus the fact, when you start to uncover the, you know, get the veneer off, most churches, people are pretty hidden most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. these guys are at the yeah. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean, by the way, don't misunderstand that. I didn't mean they are the bottom of the barrel. What I mean is 
they have reached that bottom in their life where there's nowhere to turn. Mm -hmm. They have exhausted everything else. Now they're at the mission. Mm -hmm. It behooves them to be honest with us. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to get through to some of that. And perception, wisdom, discernment, right? (laughs) So uh, how do you see yourself in functioning at the mission? Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I love uh, teaching the class. I love hanging out with the program guys. Um, but I also love um, I love the, the frontline ministries that we have. Uh, just so many, so many different types of ways that we serve uh, no, no. the homeless people in the area, not just um, guys who need a program type of uh, ministry. Is, is your perception of the homeless different than when you came? Oh, definitely, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so when I first, uh, I always, you know, kind of, you know, I saw, you see homeless people around a lot, especially in our area. Sure. And so I always, I mean, you know, I always felt bad for them. And, you know, yeah, it's it's really sad where some of them are at and how they got there. Um, but I kind of, you see, working more closely with them, you see more of the effects of sin, I guess, just put it nicely. <laughs> it's It's in your face. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and really truthfully, what he said is so correct. Mm-hmm. Be- well, I guess you can't put a modifier on correct. It's yeah. either correct or <laughs> yes. not. But, okay, never mind. But uh, when you come down, if you spend any time at the mission, you know, you see a well-dressed businessman driving a nice car, got a good suit, his family looks good. You don't see necessarily the consequences of sin, although they're there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And, of course, the ultimate consequence is the separation of Christ mm-hmm. for all eternity. But here, like we talked about veneers, the veneer is gone. There mm-hmm. is no, yeah. you know, and you can see guys and gals walking up and down the street naked sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing things on the street that you think, wow, where's your humanity? Yeah. But they've sacrificed it on the idol of drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. bad behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have you had much chance to deal with homeless people at all? Um, sometimes on the chapel nights, um, when we do uh, like special events um, on like holidays, uh, that's been fun. I've worked with uh, Bobby a couple times, just like dealing like that's that's his entire job basically is dealing with uh, the guests and um, with the program guys, kind of working with the program guys to work with the guests. And that's, I think that's a really cool uh, part of the mission is like that the program guys um, not only are like, you know, they get their housing, they get their food, but they also get to uh, serve the guests um, based on how they've been served. And so that's something that's really cool is to work with the program guys as you help the homeless. And so um, that would be a great opportunity to grow in eventually down the future. So, Bobby, you're like I am, or I was when I was young. I I was kind of tall and thin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby is not, he's tall enough, yeah. but he's certainly not thin. Yeah. He's got like 20-inch arms yeah. and powerfully built. Yeah. yeah, Had spent time out on the street and... Mm-hmm. When he was out there, people didn't really want to mess with yeah, him much. I, I wouldn't want to mess with him either. <laughs> no, you and I together wouldn't want to mess nope, with him. Nope. However, if you were called to do Bobby's job, mm-hmm. how would you handle that? Um, you know, I think obviously you have 
uh, the program guys do like back you up. Like they're with you, you know, they're, they're pretty loyal uh, off starting. Like it's really cool to see their commitment, I guess, um, mm -hmm. to like, at least for me, like how they treat me, which is really nice. I've had um, the same thing. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, you you have at least around 24 guys who are, you know, there to back you up. Um, but um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I would ever have to use it, but I definitely have done like, over eight years of martial arts training. I mean, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> well, yeah, of course that's worth a lot mm -hmm. uh, because we never know when we're going to yeah. be called upon to, to be physical yeah, in some way. Exactly. However, yeah. what I was getting around to is you've spent enough time with Bobby that mm -hmm. you've seen that his strength and power yeah. may be intimidating to mm -hmm. people, but he's not using Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, so you know... Mm -hmm. In my opinion, uh, you could do Bobby's mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. because not only do you have the backup of the guys, you have police and mm -hmm. stuff like that, you have the martial arts training, but more importantly is the biblical training you yeah. got to diffuse the situation yeah. from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then if it gets out of hand, you, we've got people around yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not suggesting Bobby's going anywhere, but yeah. I'm trying to tell you and the people out there, mm -hmm. I don't need uh, Bobby's strength and yeah. size yeah. to handle that. I mean, it's good sometimes. Mm -hmm. He reached around me one guy at one time and grabbed a guy who had put his finger in my chest. Wow. And yeah. uh, yes, I still remember the old di days, and I thought, my <laughs> friend, it would have been a whole different situation 20 years or yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. But Bobby grabbed him. He didn't hurt him. Mm -hmm. But uh, but still, it's not the power and strength. Mm -hmm. It's the power of the word mm -hmm. and the spirit of God yeah. that yeah. does those things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And definitely like knowing how to de-escalate a situation, right? How to talk someone out of you know whatever problem they're dealing with. with um, so let me ask you a question in that regard. Uh, in the military, mm -hmm. do you see uh, advantage? Is there any advantage to you being in the military as far as learning how to control temper, temper and de-escalate situations? Um, I would say not so much in like what my specific job is in right. the army. But um, one thing I've definitely learned um, that translates to the mission from the army is um, you get a lot of different kinds of leaders in the army and everybody kind of <laughs> knows what a good leader is and what a bad leader is. Right. And everybody talks about it among their groups of people. And so, um, so that's something that's been really helpful is like just seeing different types of leadership and what works and what definitely doesn't work. Um, and, you know, a good leader is someone who leads by example and someone yeah. who talks to people, right, as, as you would mm -hmm. if you were kind of de-escalate the situation. Sure. And so, yeah, but that's probably the main thing I've, that translates. You know, the word. Bible says a kind word turneth mm -hmm. away much wrath, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I can tell you from past experience, I've had situations where guys are really hostile, they're in my face, and I'm maintaining that same even voice, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not capitulating to what they're saying. Yeah. But still calm, and, and you'd be surprised how many times people start to cool down mm -hmm. as long as you don't ramp up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 
one thing that we've said to guys before is you can always go up. Mm-hmm. You can always escalate. Mm-hmm. Once you're up there, pretty hard to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you start at the at at the low, trying to take care of it, mm-hmm. and then see where you have to go. Mm-hmm. But you never need to be standing there yelling and yeah. threatening and pointing your finger at people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I see sometimes a. a pretty quiet spirit in you not that you're not that you don't talk or mm-hmm. not that you're shy or afraid just there's a difference a quiet spirit is no matter what i can do mm-hmm. what am i choosing yeah. to do right okay. yeah. Yeah. so have you had the uh, opportunity to kind of uh, disciple or or anything out some of our guys after yeah. teaching yeah, so um, I was just gonna uh, share one uh, thing that happened a yeah, while please. ago. It was uh, it was it, it really made me kind of feel good about the program, guys. It was one time I was just coming into work as normal, and I came in, and uh, one of them like came up to me and was like, "Hey, they're ha- they're arguing in the in the uh, classroom." Oh. I was like, "I'm just a, I'm just an office clerk, but yeah, I'll come I'll come try and talk to people." Was that that day you came down? Yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, that yeah. day. Yeah, and so but it, like I felt really like. It was very like encouraging to th- yeah. to have someone think of you as someone who could come like deescalate the situation, even though that's not in my job description at no. all. And that was an unusual day, and mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and Micah talked to me, and I went down there as well. And it was the reason I'm telling you that is I've been there for 18 years, and I'm telling you, uh, it was pretty hairy, yeah. and I finally had to ask one of the guys forcefully to leave the room Mm -hmm. with the idea that if you don't leave right now, you're going to go pack and leave permanently. Mm -hmm. And the other guy was just as hot. Mm -hmm. And so Micah had already at least come down Mm -hmm. and started that process. And like he said, when the guys have enough confidence Mm -hmm. to tell you, they're not thinking of you, as you put it, as an office clerk, Mm They're thinking of you as a teacher or somebody to, you know, communicate yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're down to two minutes. Is there anything that you'd like to say? And we're gonna, I'm gonna hold you over for another show anyway. But mm-hmm. anything particular you'd like to say? No, yeah, just um, just I love working at the mission. I love being in the lives of the program guys. Uh, just seeing how they're growing, um, talking to them every day, having lunch with them every day. It's just cool to see, um, like firsthand, how Christ actually changes people. And again, that's what my dad wants to volunteer for. You know, as you know, even even if he doesn't get paid, just seeing uh, Christ change people uh, through the power of His Word is so cool to see, over and over again. I I agree. You know, I came out of chapel one day and I saw one of our guys had walked out, mm-hmm. and I went over and I sat with him, and the whole and. And then he started to open up to me what was going on. And yes, those are the moments, you know, Mm -hmm. you can really be discouraged when somebody you've been working with closely decides, ah, this isn't for me, and they leave or they fall, they get drunk, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. It's very discouraging. I used to sit in my office just like, geez. But here's the thing. God didn't send us to have success. He, He sent us to disciple men, Mm -hmm. to pray for men, to teach men. Mm -hmm. And then, like someone has said before me, 
you do what God has told you to do and leave the consequences for him. So, my friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.